Hello again, we do want to welcome you to the Academy Podcast, brought to you by Bob Way Media and the Online Academy of Biblical Studies. Uh, here with me today is Brother Jason Carter. Uh, welcome, Jason. Thank you, Russ. We are thankful for you being here with us, and as we've been doing over the last several weeks, uh, of course, we have, we've had some other lessons sprinkled in between, uh, but we've been inter- interviewing our instructors, and this time it is uh, Brother Carter here with us, and so... Uh, we're going to uh, ask a couple of questions, kind of get to know you questions. So we want to begin by uh, asking, uh, why did you get into preaching? And if you went to preaching school, where did you attend? And of course, I know the answer to the last one, but you go ahead and tell everybody else. All right. I, I got into preaching. I was raised in the Lord's Church, um, and, and I had opportunities very early on to speak uh, where I was at my home congregation, where my parents uh, still worship today. My dad served as an elder there at the time. And and so it, it was something that's just always kind of been encouraged uh, by the people that were around me. Um, and when I was, after I was done with college, uh, four-year uh, secular school, which it's never four years anymore, uh, but we were, my wife and I were attending at Lehman Avenue uh, Church of Christ in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And um, Jack Ray was the preacher at that time. David Hamilton was the associate minister and and just discussions with them and getting into Bible studies and and things like that. Um, It it wasn't a an an outward encouragement, but it was just an encouragement to continue studying. Um, At the time, I was working for. Uh, singular wireless. I was an administrative assistant for the sales lady who took care of all the big uh, corporate accounts like Fruit of the Loom. And really, when she wasn't busy, I wasn't busy either. And so I had a lot of time at work to read uh, and to study articles on the internet. And that's where I stumbled across OABS. Um, as I was searching, you know, preaching schools, preacher training, uh, Bible schools online, uh, OABS was one of the search results. And I took it to Brother Ray at Lehman Avenue, and he looked at it, and he saw that Brother Robert Taylor was involved with it. <laughs> he said, you know, if Brother Taylor's involved, it's got to be a good thing. Uh, <laughs> and so I enrolled. Um, I was a student with OABS uh, until 2004. I was the first uh, graduate of OABS, and I spoke at my own graduation uh, at Phillips Street in Dyersburg. Uh, and, and so that was a, it was an honor to, to do that. Uh, and I, I still have my diploma hanging up on my wall behind me. You can't see it on, on the camera where, where I've got it positioned right now. But, um, and, and it's just a good reminder of, of what a good foundation uh, can can do yeah. for you, Phillips Street. That's awesome that you that your uh, graduation was there. That's where, uh, you know, the OABS uh, began was out of that yes. congregation, and so that's uh, that's kind of a special place to be when you're uh, graduating, and no doubt having a church there with with uh, Tom Bright. And so that's that's pretty cool. You said singular. I couldn't help but smile. Like I remember singular, <laughs> <laughs> the little that's, orange uh, yeah. weird logo. Yeah, yep. Back in the day, I remember that. Um, now, how long have you been preaching, and where are you preaching now? Okay, I started preaching full time while I was a, a student 
at OABS in 2001. Um, and I preached full time for about five years. Uh, went back into secular work in 2006 as a dispatcher for the 911 uh, center in Kenton County, Kentucky. Uh, while I was there, the Point Pleasant Church of Christ asked me to serve as a part-time associate minister, and I had the opportunity to preach at least once a month uh, and teach Bible classes. And so I did that part-time, and really doing that made me realize that's what I wanted to do full-time again and, and get back into it. Um, and so I came to Grant County in Dry Ridge, Kentucky uh, in 2020, right when the pandemic started uh and and i've picked been here time. yeah you picked you picked i think i think you just said what's the hardest time i could possibly start 2020 there we go <laughs> yeah it was a little frustrating because uh, i i was kind of transitioning out of the 911 role uh at the end of march mm -hmm. i preached twice during march uh and then it was at the end of march we had to make the decision we cannot meet uh, because of the government mandates and, and things like that. And, and it was frustrating because I was put into this role. We did not have elders at the time. Um, and, and everybody was kind of looking to me to make decisions. And I was I was talking to other elders uh, of other congregations to kind of make sure that I wasn't doing unwise things. Um, now, looking back, of course, they say 2020 vision, uh, looking backward, you, you can see all the mistakes you made. And, and I don't think that we would close today, it, knowing yeah. what we know now. But at the time, we, we didn't really know much. Uh, and, and so we tried to make the best decisions we could with the information we had. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things about we tease about the hardest time to start. And, but it definitely was. Yeah. I mean, you kind of being thrown into fire there. Because you had to make some difficult decisions when, when uh, you know, I remember back in 2020, it's where to think it's three years ago now, but, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, and like you said, there was so much stuff you just didn't know, you know, people around you are getting sick and you're being right. told certain things. You're like, well, okay, well, what do we do? And I'm I'm like you, and I think that there's a lot of congregations out there. They're honestly think, you know, uh, I don't know of anyone, honestly, who hasn't said if we if we if that happened again, we do a lot of things differently. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so it's just, yeah, that was just a horrible, horrible time, and a lot of things that were, um, <laughs> there were a lot of things that just turned out to be not the case that we were told, you know. Yeah. But we won't get into all that anyway. Um, so when did you start with OEBS um, as as a as a uh, instructor, and why did you want to teach with OEBS? Uh, Brother Chuck reached out to me um, late 2021. Let's see, is that right? Yeah. In, in late 2021, asked me if I would like to teach the uh, synoptic course. Uh, Brother um, Renneker, is that, was that who yes, was teaching uh -huh. it? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, he had some other obligations. He was not going to be able to continue. Um, Brother Ted had actually reached out to me a few years before that uh, and asked if I would like to teach one of the classes. And, and at that time, my schedule just would not allow it. Uh, so I was very thankful that that the opportunity came again. Um, yeah. 
and you know the the benefits that I received from OABS, I wanted to give back, uh, even though I'm not in a position personally to to give financially. I, I think contributing my time, um, yes, really, it's a way that I can contribute, uh, and so I, I'm happy to be able to do that. And I teach the synoptics class uh, during the spring quarter or semester and the Isaiah class during the fall semester. Well, I know I definitely appreciate you teaching with this. And, and if you've ever had to find volunteers to do certain things, you know how hard it is when you try Absolutely. to find volunteers to say, can you give up 18 weeks on your Saturday and, and do it for uh, you know, a couple hours each day? You know, you know Isaiah right. is three hour class and optics yeah. is, is two. And so, and that doesn't count preparation. And uh, so, you know, I, I'm always, always try to be, very appreciative of all, of all of our instructors. And I know Chuck was, I know Ted was, and of course Tom as well, because it's not just the teaching time, it's a preparation time. And it's time away from your family and away from, if you're involved in local work, time away from that. And so it's a lot of dedication. And then when you do it without being, without being paid, um, you know, I definitely, you know, no one's under obligation, of course, to to support OABS financially. But when you teach with OABS, you are supporting it, and yes. so you know I'm I'm grateful for that for that time sacrifice. And I know all of our instructors and elders are as well. Um, now I know we've always asked our uh, guests to pick a, a topic, you know, your scripture or topic, and so uh, you have picked one out here. So I'm gonna let you get us started, and I'll just uh, chime in uh, sure. wherever I can. Um, one, one of my favorite things to do is to look at the lyrics to the songs that we sing. Uh, every fourth Sunday night, we have a singing emphasis worship, uh, and, and I typically have a shorter devotional if I'm the one speaking, um, because the emphasis is on the songs. But what I'll do is I'll pick a song, and we'll look at the lyrics to, to make sure that it is scriptural, because as we sing— we're not only worshiping God, we are also teaching and admonishing one another. Uh, and, and ever since I came back to full-time work, kind of my personal interest uh, has has been with hymns, especially those written by members of the church. Uh, one of our most uh, popular uh, hymn writers uh, among the, ch- uh, the Churches of Christ is Brother Tillet S. Tedley. And so today I'd just like to look for a couple of minutes at Heaven Holds All to Me. Uh, This is probably my favorite song that Brother Tedley wrote. Um, And so I just wanted to take a couple minutes and and look at this together. Uh, The first verse says, Earth holds no treasures, but perish with using, however precious they be. Yet there's a country to which I am going. Heaven holds all to me. And when we look at that verse, we, we have to ask ourselves, where is our treasure? Where is our focus? Uh, I don't know if you're a collector of things, uh, Brother Russ. Uh, I collect baseball cards. I collect Funko Pops. I collect bobbleheads. I collect books, as every preacher does. <laughs> yeah. But one of these days, those things are going to be gone. And so if I put all of my focus and, and all of my all of my heart into those things, I'm going to be sorely disappointed uh, at some point in the future. 
Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 6, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And, and so earth holds no treasures, but perish with using the things that we have here, moth, rust, robbery, uh, you know, they're going to go <laughs> away at some point. Uh, and, and so we have to really look at and, and focus on uh, the eternal of things because there is a greater country uh, to which we are going. Uh, the the greater citizenship that we have, you know, I, I I love that I'm an American, but that's not who I am. Um, you know, we we've got students in OABS who are from Africa, others from other parts of the world, uh, and our local earthly citizenship cannot define us. You know, we have to look at ourselves as members of. Christ's kingdom, which does not have earthly borders. Uh, I think yeah. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20, for our conversation or our commonwealth, I, I looked up the, the Greek of that word, and, and it's about the civil uh, civil location. Our commonwealth it is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so right. that's, you know, that's what we got to focus on. And I like this idea of, of you know, the song. It, it simply paraphrases, you know, earthly possessions with earthly treasures and how, you know, it's very easy. And to your point for us to, to, to not focus on what we need to be focusing on. You know, we see all these commercials about the newest and latest iPhone. Mine's yeah. iPhone eight. So I'm about six generations behind, um, <laughs> but, but, but uh, you know, some sometimes if we're not careful we can get caught up in those things and think yeah. we need the, the latest and greatest of whatever it may be um but i like this song that you picked because it reminds us of where our focus needs to be and what we what is really important and it's not the earth holds treasures uh you know however precious they may be however i think about kind of the idea of how however important we may think they be they're yeah. not uh heaven is is where the true treasure for the Christian resides and something for us to always remember. That's right. And, and in verse two uh, of that song, um, he continues to talk about heaven. He says out on the hills of that wonderful country, happy, contented, and free loved ones are waiting and watching my coming. Heaven holds all to me. And, and when we think about, I'm going to go out of order here. Uh, well, now we'll just stick with the order he gives us, happy. Uh, you know, Jesus talks about what the blessed man, how he should be, the characteristics of the kingdom of Christ. In the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, it uh, talks about the character of those who are truly happy in God's kingdom. And, and when we look at those things, it's not related to the temporal. It's related to our attitude. It's related to at times, our personality is related to how we view blessings in the kingdom. Uh, but then that second one, contented. <laughs> the richer you are, the more you want to be rich, right? 
and I didn't look it up, but I believe it's in the Proverbs where where Solomon warns against those who would acquire more silver, silver saying, and I'm paraphrasing here. He, he says, be careful because the more silver you get, the more you're going to want. Um, whereas in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5, uh, the Hebrews writer says, let your conversation or your manner of life be without covetousness. Don't always be reaching for more and more and more stuff, but be content with such things as ye have, for he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. It doesn't matter how many baseball cards I have. It doesn't matter how many action figures I have. Jesus is always going to be there. Even if all those things burn up in a fire and I never see them again, Jesus is still there. Jesus is still going to bless me. Uh, and, and God is watching out for me. And, and so contentment is something that a lot of people, especially in America, struggle with. Uh, we, we talk about people who it, it's not difficult to choose heaven over hell, but there's a lot of people that struggle with choosing heaven over earth. And, and it's something we really have to focus on that heaven is is where we want to be and and that's where our heart needs to be this may be the verse you're thinking of i'm going to butt in here but okay. uh, ecclesiastes 5 10 i had to search it so don't worry yeah. it says he who loves silver will not be satisfied with silver nor he who loves abundance with increase this also is vanity and also like the next verse where he says when goods increase they increase who eat them and so what profit have the owners it's like to see them with their eyes. And I like the idea, except to see them with their eyes means you see it, but you don't ever actually get to enjoy it. Right. Uh, you know, when you, when you obtain something, you have to do, you know, if you work and you buy a new car or buy a boat or it may be, none of those things are wrong. But if our focus is on those things, sometimes you fail to realize how much we have to work to keep those things. Yeah. And we lose focus on that because everything takes time. And time, if it's not used properly, will take us away from, you know, studying God, studying God's word, time away from our families, and we stop losing, we start losing our focus. Um, I think it fits in with what you're, what you're talking about there. Yeah, and our, our focus always has to be on, on the eternal. Colossians chapter three, verses one through four, you know, set your mind on things above, not on things of this earth. Uh, again, like you said, it's not to say that, that having certain things are wrong necessarily, uh, but have we had to sacrifice something spiritual to obtain those things? Mm -hmm. And we need to look at that and, and where, where our heart, uh, where our heart lies. Um, let's go on to the third verse uh, of, of Brother Tedley's song. Uh, Why should I long for the world with its sorrows when in that home or the sea, millions are singing the wonderful story Heaven holds all to me. You know, something we, is how pleasurable sin can be. Um, it, it is something that if, if it wasn't pleasurable, who would, who would be involved in it? Uh, but we have to look at the consequences of sin and, and see how destructive it is. And when we look at the example of Moses, as the Hebrews writer talks about how he, he had all of the pleasures of this life. You know, he he had the the education in Egypt. He had life as Pharaoh's daughter's son. Um, but he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God 
than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. It's pleasurable, but that pleasure comes to an end. Uh, and, Every, and the everything, that, go ahead. I was going to say everything, you know, no matter what, what will be attained, it's not going to be something that lasts forever. Everything fades, everything rusts, everything breaks. Sure. Except for heaven. Like we talked about before, uh, we mentioned this before, where um, Matthew reminds us, you know, uh, let preach those treasures of heaven where moth cannot destroy and, and you know, uh, ro- robbers are not breaking and sealed and moth and rust cannot destroy. Um, and so I think about that when I'm thinking about this song as well, heaven holding all to me, uh, being a place where, where we put our treasures being in heaven, nothing can affect them, unlike here on earth. Right. Right. So, you know, we, we have to keep that, that, that focus on the eternal. You think about the rich man and Lazarus uh, in, in Luke chapter 16. You know, the lifestyle of that rich man, he was clothed in purple and fine linen and, and fared sumptuously every day. So he had pleasure on earth but he didn't have eternal pleasure. He ended up in torments. Uh, And and so we have to make that choice. Do do we want the pleasure here and now that's temporary or do we want the the pleasure in the future that's eternal? Uh, No sorrow in heaven, but singing. God will wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any pain for the former things are passed away. And we can't fully comprehend that. I really don't think we can because are we going to know one another in heaven? I believe that we will. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I believe it as we study through the scriptures, uh, we, we see that we are going to retain our identity, our personal identity in heaven, and we're going to know each other. So are we going to know when somebody is not there? And, and when we think about that, we, we, we struggle with how is there going to be no more sorrow? How is there going to be no more tears? Uh, but I, I think we will better understand perhaps the righteousness of God. And if we are content with his righteousness, we understand that the people had their opportunity to obey and to do the right thing while they had their life here. Um, so even though it is difficult for us to understand Sometimes I think eternally, uh, when when we get there, we'll get it. Um, yeah. There are certain things about the future that we just don't don't know and, and have trouble grasping in this life, but but we'll figure it all out. Yeah, and you know, I've heard people ask ask those same questions, and you know, I just think about you know when Revelation tells us that God will wipe every tear from our eyes. I believe that, and I think that has a lot to do with. We think about, you know, how do you answer that question? Do I fully, can I fully answer that question? I can, just want to think about sometimes, but I do believe God's word when he tells us that the, all, all those former things, such as sorrows, are not going to be there, that however that is done, well, if anyone can do it, it's the Lord. And so, you know, right. heaven is called heaven for a reason. And so, um, you know, we think about, going back to this song that you picked here, heaven holds all to me. Um that should be our mentality each and every day. With we live in such a way that, knowing that this place, this earth, is not our final dwelling place. Mm-hmm. That there's something that holds, uh, something that God has prepared for us that holds far greater treasures than this than this place could possibly imagine. 
uh, or possibly you know provide for us here. And so, if heaven holds all for us, that also should imply our level of obedience to God is that He is above everything else. Uh, everything else that may come in this life. The obedience to him is so important because we realize that heaven is what, is what holds all for us. Right. And then the, the, the chorus talks to that. Um, heaven holds all to me, brighter its glory will be. Joy without measure will be my treasure. Heaven holds all to me. Uh, and, and I think of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 16, where, but now they desire a better country that is in heavenly wherefore god is not ashamed to be called their god for he hath prepared for them a city hmm. and it's something that we can just look forward to and, and rejoice that that god has given us the information uh, of how to get there uh, the roadmap uh, if you will of the bible and and that we can share that with others so that heaven will be crowded uh, you know, that's something I often tell the, the congregation here is I want heaven to be crowded. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we think about that in the physical sense and and we don't know exactly what it's going to be like. But um, but I want to make sure that as many people uh, as possible. Take care of what they need to take care of here so that they can go to that better country. And I want them to all to have that same attitude as Brother Tedley has in the song Heaven holds all to me yeah i would agree completely with all with all of that and that should be our attitude every day that heaven is you know, reaching heaven requires our obedience uh to god our faithfulness to god and uh live in such a way that it can be see that seen that heaven does hold all for us uh, do you have any other comments or questions before we close out here this this uh, afternoon i guess i should say no that's all i have for you brother well, again, we do thank you, Brother Carter, for being here with us. We thank everyone for listening and hope you tune in again next time for another edition of the Academy Podcast here on Bobaway Media.